0: Welcome to Get the Word Out, where our goal is to destroy ignorance by speaking the word and having honest discussions that lead to wisdom. This is episode three, A Call to Action. I am Joshua Berkheimer, joined here by my best friend, our golden retriever, <laughs> Wally. Oh,
1: come and on! And Megan is
0: also with me. <laughs> uh, so we, uh, hey, thanks. we uh, really appreciate the feedback that we've gotten uh, since we uh, started this we had uh, quite a few comments about our last episode on prayer uh, and speaking about that just a review of what we talked about last time uh, so prayer is communication with God it is spiritual warfare or reminding the enemy who you are and that he's already been defeated and it is not a get out of jail free card so you can't just go to God when you need or want something it's uh, a prayer is a way of life it's not just for use in emergencies
1: by the way, you're looking handsome today. <laughs>
0: Why, thank you. Josh
1: just got a haircut today. He did it over lunch because he knows that I hate, hate, hate cutting his hair. I hate it so much.
0: But it's free. But
1: it's free, and I love him more than I hate cutting hair. So, But thank you so much for going out to get a haircut today. I'm excited about these podcasts. I like doing them. They're fun. I told someone the other day, if the only thing it does is... It improves our marriage and our communication. If it gets us talking to each other. <laughs> then it's worth it, right? But yeah. they are fun. They are fun. It's fun to prepare for it too, right?
0: It takes way longer to prepare it for does. it than it does to actually <laughs> record it.
1: Yes, it does. All right, so today we're talking about a call to action. And so last time we talked about prayer. <clears throat> and sometimes when we pray before we see God move, we need there's something else that we need to do. We need to take a step of faith what is that that's actually that's an action step it's doing something faith requires action you can't just pray and pray and then just sit around and wait on god Mm -hmm. and just say things like oh i'm just waiting on god's timing oh it's all in god's timing it's all in his hands and that kind of stuff time is just god waiting on us to get the work done Um, time it it, it's here because god doesn't like the bible says that god doesn't want any of us to perish god is waiting for us to do the work we are the vessels so god is probably waiting on you the time is now he's he's not waiting to heal you he wants you to be healed now Mm -hmm. so last time i talked a little bit about our testimony with getting this house when we were living in our apartment I was praying and praying and praying I was praying so hard I was like bawling my eyes out because I was pregnant with our second kid and I did not want to make a nursery in that apartment I did not want to live there Um, but God made me do something before uh, he came behind my prayers and he answered he made me have a change of heart with my neighbors so I had to start praying for my neighbors because there could have been nobody else praying for them, you know, who knows? Yeah. And I had to have better stewardship with what God had already given me. Like he gave us that apartment and he gave us a lot. Even when we moved in, do you remember that? Like we had nothing, we had no couch, no washer, no dryer. We sat on the floor the first night and ate pizza.
0: I don't remember that, but (laughs) I do remember we got a phone call, um, from someone at the church that we were attending at the time. And, uh, Just out of the blue, some guy wanted to give away a bunch of his stuff. He was moving, I think, Mm -hmm. a few states away, and uh, he wanted to give away some of his stuff. And they knew that um, you were pregnant with Levi at the time, right? They knew that Mm -hmm. um, we were a young couple starting a family, and we got a crib and a washer and a dryer that we're still using. (laughs) The washer and dryer. We're not using the crib. Um, no, thank God. <laughs> I don't remember if uh, we got an air conditioner. I think
1: we got stuff. So we got much a stuff. ton of stuff. So much I don't stuff. remember
0: everything, but
1: yeah. But but anyways, um, I felt like God kind of spoke to me and said, you know what, you've got to kind of like stop stop moping around and and you know get rid of the the self pity and woe is me and start doing something about it. Like if God gives you a little apartment, make it the best little apartment that you can. Yeah. Like clean up and make it look nice and make it homey and take care of whatever God has given you. Yeah. Um, so we really need to start kind of walking out our faith as Christians. The Bible says that we are to be doers of the word.
0: Yeah. James, uh, one uh, 22 through 25 actually, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise you are only fooling yourselves for if you listen to the word and don't obey it, it's like glancing at your face in a mirror. You see yourself walk away and forget what you look like. But if you look carefully into the perfect law that sets you free and if you do what it says and don't forget what you heard, God will bless you for doing it.
1: Yeah, it's not enough to just read your Bible. You can't just read your Bible and close it and then walk away and keep just going about doing whatever you're doing. You have to do what it says. Uh, T.L. Osborne says, it's not what you believe, but what you do with what you believe. You can believe in anything, whatever religion or whatever, but unless your actions come behind it and show that you have faith, you've got nothing. Uh, Let's do James 2, 14-17.
0: Yeah, what good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? Suppose you see a brother or sister who has no food or clothing, and you say, goodbye and have a good day, stay warm and eat well, but then you don't give that person any food or clothing. What good does that do? So you see, faith by itself isn't enough unless it produces good deeds. It is dead and useless.
1: Yeah, so we prove our faith by our actions. Biblical faith is your beliefs backed up by your actions. So for instance, if if I um, go over to my neighbor's house and, and she's she's sick, she's, I'm saying, how are, you, how are you doing? She's like, oh, I'm really sick, not feeling well. Well, you know what? As a Christian, I should be able to say, "Okay, can I pray for you? Let me pray for you, or let's let me help you, you know, in some way."
0: On um, related to that, I know a lot of times Christians will use that as like a, uh, like a cop out, or I don't know what the right, but like, praying like instead oh, of doing... let, well, no, like oh, let me pray for you, and then they don't, and then and
1: then they don't, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm talking about like actually laying your hands on that person and in, talking like, right
0: then and there, and
1: talking out loud. Yeah, yeah, that's what we need to do. Uh let's see. Did we do Second Peter? We did not. Okay, uh, let's do that.
0: Make every effort to respond to God's promises. Uh, that's uh Second Peter one five.
1: Yeah, so um do you want to read the rest of that? Or no? Supplement your, your faith with knowledge. You don't have to read the rest of it. That's right, fine. I close my but Bible. how do we do that? I mean, how do you get knowledge? You have to <laughs> You have to read. The Bible says in other places in the Bible, it says, get knowledge, get wisdom. Seek it like you would hidden treasures or silver or gold. Um, So respond to God's promises. God is going to hold up his end of the deal, right? So we need to put our feet in the water before God moves. He's promised. So your move is next. And you'll find that there's actually very little that you need to do before heaven comes behind you. So people make all kinds of people. I don't. People sit around and make all kinds of excuses. Like I'm a Christian, but I I don't tithe because I need to pay my cable bill, (laughs) or I'm not a millionaire. That's why I don't tithe. Or I don't. I'm a Christian, but I don't go to church because that's when I
0: watch my soap operas that I DVR throughout the week. (laughs) That's my day to sleep in.
1: That's my day to sleep in. That's my day to go to the grocery store. That's my day to
0: go to the Sunday's the worst day to go to
1: the grocery yeah, store. Yeah, actually it is. It's horrible. <laughs> or they they like to play the victim. Well, I, I can't. I wasn't born into a, a family like you. I wasn't given the opportunities that other people have given. I'm not smart enough. I'm not gifted in that area. That's not my gifting. That's not my calling. I didn't feel like I had a, a gifting or a calling. You know, when we moved in here, and here I am, just a stay-at-home mom, just, you know, taking care of my two kids, and Josh is at work, and I'm kind of like, and I think this is most moms, they sit around like, what else am I supposed to be doing with my life? I feel like I'm not doing anything, you know? It's just day after day. It's like, you know, potty breaks and snack breaks, and give <laughs> me this and fights and, like, all that kind of stuff. And I was going through a um, Mark Batterson devotional, and I was reading, he said about... um just starting to do something. Like, if you feel like you're supposed to be a writer, open up your computer and just stare at the blank cursor on the screen. And so I never thought I was a good writer. I thought my husband was a good writer. I didn't think I was a good writer. Thank you, honey. I thought thought, um, it would be really cool to write a book. But anyways, I followed his advice, and I opened up the computer, and I stared at the blank cursor, and I started... Writing And it just kind of like flowed out of my hands. I don't really, I don't know how else to explain it. It just kind of like, I just kept typing and typing and typing and typing. And before I knew it, I had this thing. It was like a structured, like a devotional because I had, re- I had been reading Jeremiah. And, um, now I have 40 blog posts on my website and that's kind of hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah. But you can be comfortable with where you are and not do anything and never mm-hmm. move your feet. So I could have just sat there, and I could have been like, um, yeah, I'm not a writer. I'm not even going to try this. This is a stupid piece of advice, Mark Batterson. No thanks. But <laughs> I did it, and something really cool came out of it. Um,
0: <laughs> so you, uh, you put your feet in the water? I
1: put my feet in the water. I opened up the computer, and I stared at the blank cursor. That was what I had to do. And then I feel like it kind of just flowed out of me. The rest of it just kind of flowed out of me. And because I, oftentimes I'll read back my blog post and I'm like, wow, I can't believe I wrote that.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think there are many people who would, um, who would not say that you are a gifted writer at this point. Like you're always getting compliments on your writing and, uh, you do a, I mean, you do a really good job at it and, uh, it all, you know, you took that step of faith. You took that action of opening a computer up. Uh, Yeah.
1: Thank you. Um, so you can do it all on your own strength and you can work yourself to death. I mean, you can do it, do it without God and people will, will do it and they'll strive and strive and they'll work and work and work themselves to death. Or you can do it God's way, which is easier and it's way more fun to live supernaturally than it is to live naturally. So don't settle for the world because God has so much more than anything that the world will ever offer you. Let's look at Joshua three.
0: Yes. Verse the eight.
1: Israelites were camping. Okay, so the Israelites were camping along the bank of the Jordan River, and they needed to cross. Our point here today is put your feet in the water. Put your feet in the water. So let's look at Joshua three, verses eight and thirteen, right. where they were about to go they needed to get across the Jordan River.
0: Yeah, verse eight. And as for you, command the priests who bear the Ark of the Covenant, when you come to the brink of the waters of the Jordan, you shall stand still in the Jordan. And then verse 13, and when the soles of the feet of the priests bearing the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall rest in the waters of the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan shall be cut off from flowing and the waters coming down from above shall stand in one heap like a big old wall.
1: So God, God told them that he was going to get them to the other side, right? So the promise is there. And he told them what they had to do was simply put their feet in the water. He didn't say, get in there with a bunch of buckets and start getting, trying to get the water out, and then I'll do the rest. He said, simply move your feet. Put your feet in the water. Symbolically, it's, it's like, here I am. I am willing. I'm being obedient. And then the nice part about it is the rest is up to God. It's his responsibility to hold up his end and he will Mm -hmm. Um, think about Peter who was willing to put his feet in the water because he knew that the master was calling him and he walked on it or um, Joshua in Joshua five and six. When they had to march around Jericho, God had already told Joshua that he had given him Jericho. It it was promised him. God said, I've given you Jericho. All you have to do is this really weird thing but you need to have faith. <laughs> you need to march around, and you're going to defeat them by marching around and, and blowing your, your trumpets or whatever instruments they had. <laughs> and so, uh, I
0: believe there were the, the, they were throwing slushies at them as they were marching around. I the like the yeah.
1: Veggie tails one. Yeah. <laughs> so all they had to do was put all their human reasoning aside, <laughs> which isn't that easy. And fight them God's way. And the Lord kept his promise. So sometimes it will require you to put some human reasoning aside and live supernaturally. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 3.19 that the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. What's that mean?
0: So the smartest person on earth is basically an idiot compared to God. Like God is all-knowing and there's nothing in this world as more... Um, There's nothing in this world is more full of wisdom than God is.
1: Yeah. So when he's asking you to do something, you need to remember that he's smarter than you. He's a lot smarter than you. His ways are higher than our ways. Um, but even in times in the Bible where the Israelites were greatly outnumbered, God would say, you know what? Just go fight them anyways. And I promise that you'll win. I have already handed them over to you. So he already promised them. But here they are up against a whole bunch of people. And um, sometimes the way that the Lord would fight the enemy is he would just throw them into a confusion. And that's how the Israelites would win. But the Lord always keeps his promises. How about in John 21, whenever Jesus sees the fishermen and they have been fishing all night long and they haven't caught even one fish. Yeah. And tells um,
0: them to cast their nets one last time. They're like.
1: Yeah, Yeah. And they're like, but we've been fishing all night long. And I imagine how tired they were. But they did it anyways because we walk by faith, not by sight.
0: Yeah, it didn't make sense, but they listened listened to Jesus.
1: Yeah. So if you're going to, when you're praying today, um, make one of your prayers. Lord, make me a supernatural Christian so that you can trust in him and his ways because his ways are best. So what about when it comes to sickness and we're praying for sickness, what's, what's something that we can do? Step of faith. A step
0: of faith for when we're praying for healing, um, would be to test out whatever you are praying for. You know, if you have a, a problem with your knee, you know, see if the, see if the pain is still there when you move it or, you know, um, someone we were praying for, uh, uh at at church has has back issues and I prayed that she you know would be able to do was it cartwheels, cartwheels. or somersaults <laughs> or something um you know we're still and we're still <clears throat> believing for that but yeah. uh, you know test out the thing that you are praying for now something like like something internal maybe cancer or something like that you you're not really, really going to be able to test out. that but yeah. you know a lot of times people have back issues or, or knee issues you know those are the types of things you can like test it out see if you can like jump up and down or yeah one time leg.
1: one time I was praying with a group of women and we were praying for someone's back or knee yeah their back and um we were praying praying and then we asked her, like, hey, do something that you couldn't do before. Like, try and bend over and, and touch your toes or do something you couldn't do. And she did. Like, she was able to bend over. And That's she awesome. wasn't She wasn't able to do that before. So prayer works.
0: And, and speaking, speaking of praying for the sick, you want to tell a story about Selah when Oh, she... <laughs>
1: Selah, our two-year-old. She decided randomly one day that she was going to pray for our dog, Wally. And Wally is a golden retriever. He's got so many allergies. He's got these like spots all over him from scratching so much yeah he's rash he's got scabs he's got like goopy eyes he's just a mess so anyways she decided randomly without (laughs) our prompting that she was just gonna pray for wally so she lays her hands on him and she didn't say sickness she said snickness and she goes i pray for the snickness and she goes i fight the snickness in jesus name (laughs) and then she goes hallelujah
0: (laughs) It was awesome.
1: Yeah, we were. That was a proud parent moment. (laughs) But guess what? Wally's belly is looking pretty good. It is. It is. And there's no
0: reason God isn't going to listen to the prayers of a two-year-old. She probably has more faith
1: than we do. Faith of a child. Yeah. And you might say like, oh, well, that could be the medication or he changes food or whatever. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with giving credit to God. Give credit to God. Why not? Yeah. All right, so ask yourself some questions here. What about you? Have you spiritually benched yourself? Have you given up altogether? Maybe you're saying, oh, my prayers don't work and this or that. Are you still waiting on God to do all the work for you? Think about some action steps that you can take to support your prayer life. Have mm-hmm. you given God a chance to come behind you and win for you? Because he's not against you. He's for you. And yeah. he has good things for you. Yeah. Let's read.
0: Psalm 84, 11 says, no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly.
1: From those who walk uprightly. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, eighty five thirteen says, uh, again, in the book of Psalm, uh, righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. Or the message translation mm-hmm. uh, says, right living strides out before him and clears a path for his passage.
1: Yeah, so um, that first one, the Lord will withhold no good thing from those who walk uprightly. How are you walking? Are you living a holy, righteous life? And what was that second one? Righteousness goes before him. A righteousness will go
0: before him and make his footsteps away. Yeah.
1: Righteousness goes before him. Yeah, so think about how you've been living. So maybe you need to change the way you've been living. Are you striving to live a righteous, holy life before God? Are you following his commands? Let's do Psalm 1, 1 through 3. He prospers in all that he does. Yeah. So it, the Bible says that, that um, if you're living righteously and you don't stand around with mockers and sinners, you will prosper in all that you do, all that you do. It doesn't say that you will prosper in all that you sit around and wait for. That's not going to work. <laughs> you have to do something. So um, maybe ask yourself, are you putting yourself in line with God's word, ready to receive his blessings? Are you ready to prosper in all that you do? Are you taking steps of faith to allow God to demonstrate his power? So maybe it's something like um, there's a relationship that you've been struggling with and it needs restored. Maybe your action step is that you need to forgive. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you have been asking God for more, like, oh, God, I need a bigger house. I need more money. Maybe your action step, like me, was you just need to become a better steward of what you already have. Um, Are you looking for God's blessings? Uh, the Bible says that blessings follow righteousness. So how have you been living a holy life or a worldly life? Um, are there things that you're doing just because the world says it's okay? You need to measure it against God's word. So many people want God's blessings, but they're not willing to put in the work and they're not willing to actually live out their faith. Yeah. We went to see, um,
0: Robbie Zacharias
1: Zacharias a few weeks ago at the Bryce Jordan center and i was like taking crazy notes while he was talking but
0: he's a hard person to take notes
1: oh from. yeah oh yeah you've really <laughs> got to pay attention i had to use my entire brain to focus on what he was saying <laughs> it was so hard but, <laughs> right i mean cause yeah. he's he's a brilliant man but anyways he was talking about blessings and prosperity and he said that god is the light and prosperity is the shadow when you walk towards the light the shadow will follow but when you turn around and chase the shadow, you can never catch it. Follow God and the blessings will follow. And that is that is in line with God's word because God's word says in Matthew 6.33, you seek first the kingdom mm-hmm. and live righteously and all the other things will be added unto you.
0: Yeah, it says and, doesn't say or. Yeah, right?
1: it says and live righteously. So put God first, seek the kingdom first and let your life be a, a holy life and live righteously. Yeah. And then all those things will be added unto you. Don't go and chase the other things first. Mm-hmm. So think about what action steps you need to take today.
0: Yeah, so maybe you've been praying about something and it just hasn't hasn't moved. Uh, your, your mountain hasn't budged. Uh, maybe you need to just put your feet in the water and watch God move on your behalf. Uh, because he is for you and he does love you and he has good things for you. And I sound like a veggie tale. God made you special,
1: and He loves you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now so. I have Veggie tails stuck in my head. Great. All right.
0: So um, I hope you were uh, I hope you were encouraged by the the word today, um, and uh, we would love to have you join us next time when we discuss uh, where's the line. Mm.
1: Uh,
0: so how close can we as Christians get to sin? Without actually sinning, Ooh,
1: that so that's interesting. Yeah,
0: that's something uh, that you'll probably want to uh, want to listen to. And it was actually the the topic was was brought to us by someone who listened to the podcast last week. So that's that's encouraging to us. Um, so if you guys have any questions or topic ideas or uh, anything that you want to you know comments. comments anything like that, you can send us an email at podcast at get the word out dot today and uh we really look forward to to hearing from you and so we hope that you are able to join us next time we thank you for taking the time with us today we hope you have a great week see you soon